0: from the painkiller release that is judas priest with all guns blazing a little montage of gun related uh songs there which will definitely get us banned off the internet for sure
1: <laughs> yeah i was during that break i was um texting back and forth with jericho we were sharing gun pictures with you with each other nice <laughs> i showed him the the mossberg and the and the the judge and he He wrote about the Mossberg. Wow. It's so big and black and scary. Yeah. (laughs) Get rid of it right away. Exactly. This is nice. The Glock, the Glock 17. Yeah. I saw
0: it on, I saw it on his, um, you know, on his, uh, channel there and, uh, you know, good for him. Yeah. No shit. That's a nice one. It's funny
1: when you said you got the 19 loader and he was like, Jesus Christ, dude, I'm in California. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: We're limited. We're capped at 10. Yeah, I think I think the standard load for that, you know, the factory for that is like is 19.
1: They probably have some kind of stopper in the in the magazines that they sell or something.
0: Either that or they they uh, won't uh, ship anything more than a 10 into California. Now, like, like my Beretta, that's a 17 shot.
1: Yeah, my my Mossberg is a 10, I think. I think I could buy a bigger magazine, though. I just don't have one.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, well. Hey, you know what? Uh, fuck California. Yeah, no shit. You know, fuck, fuck Chicago, too. <laughs> you need to move out of there, Sal. I'm telling you. That that goes for you, too, married Dan. <laughs> you want Go. them all to get out of those places? Yeah, you know what? The thing is, is is these guys, these guys are, are um, responsible, working... Uh, adults, but that they're not allowed to have a gun because they live in the city of Chicago. Right. How stupid is that? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah, they, they have 35, 50 shootings a weekend in Chicago, but responsible people aren't allowed to have a gun. Yeah. You're not allowed to protect yourself from the assholes that got illegal guns on the street. Yeah, no, that's, that's out of, out of the question. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck you. Lightfoot. And I don't mean Gordon either. Yeah, or Johnny. Yeah, or Johnny. (laughs) Hale and Kell Collar, you're on the air. That Jericho guy is pretty cool,
2: man. You like Jericho, uh, Tim. Yeah, uh, but I was just thinking when uh, when you guys were were talking about that, imagine if they allowed shakies like me with CP to have a gun. Columbine would have been even worse wouldn't have hit anybody. <laughs> well, who you know, knows what I, would, what I would have hit. Um, you, would
1: have been, you would have been aiming uh, at people and just hitting lights and stuff.
2: <laughs> um, do they, Do they, I was just thinking, do they allow people with disabilities in the states to have a gun?
0: Well, I guess it depends you on what. Do you have on to pass some. Oh, you go ahead, Tim. You go ahead.
2: To pass show. some kind of test.
0: Well, it probably depends on what the disability is. But, I mean, if you don't have a criminal record and if you don't have any felonies and, you know, you can qualify, you could probably be as shaky as you want to be and buy a gun if you want to. They don't test you to see if you can handle one. It's just as long as your record's clean.
2: Yeah, I I, I mean, I think
0: they would stop stop a quadriplegic probably from buying one, but, you
1: know, somebody that just fucking looks like they're, you know, in a blender like you, Tim, they'd probably let you go.
2: Well, and is there any kind of like mental health testing? <laughs> no, not in our
1: state. Tim, I went to a gun show when I bought my judge. I went to a gun show and I I picked up the judge. I thought I liked the way it felt in my hand. I filled out a form. They made a phone call and packed it up and sent it with me. I was in and out of there in 20 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. When I go buy my guns, they put you on a little laptop right there on the counter, right on the gun counter. And you go through and you answer a series of questions and it submits your, uh, you know, your form electronically and it comes back either you can own a gun or you can't. And if you can, they go, okay, that'll be, uh, you know, 90, you know, $995 and 50 cents please. Or whatever it is. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: What's
1: what's what sort of questions do they ask? Um, do you do you go into the McDonald's bathroom and then yell out "hand job"? That was one on mine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they ask you, you know, obviously to verify your address. They verify your um, social security number. You know, they ask you if you you're a citizen, uh, if you've had any felonies, if you know. And the thing is, is if you lie. And they can, and you lie about something, and, and it comes back that you lied about it. You're automatically disqualified.
2: Well, that's that's cool. It's it's. I'm glad that there's some testing. I mean, you know, like not that I've ever been able to get a license because they won't let me drive in Australia. But um, you, you know, because if you go if you go for a license or something, you have to go through, you know, you have to go through certain things. Um, i was i was just interested to know but i'm gonna i'm gonna subscribe to um jericho's channel and just before i go i was wondering what um what live version of live gun what album was that from
0: i don't know it was some live live uh, version i played i didn't really look to see where it came from <laughs> I just i just picked i just typed in love gun it came up and i just picked the first one that came up on the list <laughs> Cause it because it was
2: it was it was bad. Yep. I tell you what, they should shoot Paul Stanley's voice. Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah. Just um, um, and in speaking on that, you should check out Ken Tamplin doing Painkiller. If you don't know who Ken Tamplin is, it, Tamplin is you should. He's my vocal coach, and he's absolutely beyond ridiculous.
0: Did you say? Uh, did you Kim. say Bill Champlin?
2: Ken Tamplin. <laughs> I know
0: ben what you Tamplin. said, Tam. Come on, Neely. Jesus. Haley well, there goes Tim. There he goes. it's wondering if a shaky like him can own a gun.
1: Probably. He he probably doesn't have anything. Uh, again, I, I,
0: it just depends on what your background is. It doesn't matter if you're a shaky or not. Yeah, they don't ask you if you sucked another man's cock. <laughs> they don't ask you if you can aim straight.
1: Yeah, that's not a disqualifier if you took one in the dumper, Tim. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, uh, this week, you reconnected with Tommy Skio, formerly of Tesla. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tommy had been a guest on this show. What, has it been already 10 years? Yeah, because it was before I left. Okay. So, Tommy was a guest on the CMS. Uh, we had uh, interviewed him for his Freak Bucket uh, CD. And then, uh, during the conversations, uh, you basically invited him to do a CMS takeover about 10, 10, 12 years ago, we used to do these celebrity takeovers where we would allow, you know, somebody who we pretty familiar with to give them an opportunity to host the show if they wanted to. Uh And sometimes it worked out sometimes, you know, some of our guests didn't really give us a whole lot of content. Yeah. They didn't quite get the concept that they, it was their show and they were supposed to fill that six hours with some stories (laughs) and, you know, you know, tell us some stories about music or on the tour or whatever. They'd give you like five minutes at the most per break. They were like,
1: all right, that was Lynch Mob and we toured with Lynch Mob before and now here's another band we toured with. Here's XYZ. Yeah, that was it.
0: Yeah, and there was like so so we did what? We did at least a half a dozen of them, right? Yeah. How mm-hmm. yeah, about that? You know, we we tried to engage somebody r- with a recognizable name in the music business to go, "Hey, I'm taking over the Classic Metal show, you know, join me Saturday and you know blah 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 and and you know some of them worked out some of them not so much but tommy uh took over the show yeah and uh that was 10 years ago and we really haven't had any contact with tommy since because he kind of disappeared
1: yeah he just jumped off the map
0: yeah and um you somehow, uh, looked him up or found him or how did that work out? How did, how did you find out that he had some new stuff going on?
1: Um, well he had, there was an article on Blabbermouth that he had a band called Resistant Bite. Okay. Something new that he's doing. And so I looked it up and then I, through looking it up, I, I found people that were also talking about some other band that he was doing called Skin Suit. So then I looked that up. And I just messaged blindly to Facebook, to the Skinsuit website, saying, hey, you know, we've had Tommy on before. We really enjoyed working with Tommy. We'd love to have him on again and would love to promote Skinsuit, you know. And, and and to my surprise, the, the dude, the singer, Rob McManus of Skinsuit, hit me back and was like, dude, sure. When do you want to do it? And we were, we walked through it for a little bit, you know, walk, worked out the logistics of things. And, and then we did the interview this week.
0: It was pretty easy. You are saying skin suit, not skin flu, right? Yeah, not skin flute, skin <laughs> suit. I didn't want to get Tim. No, all no, ex- I didn't want yeah. to get Tim all excited. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy, Tim. Skin <laughs> suit. suit. Uh, so anyway, um, Since you interviewed Tommy, why don't you go ahead and set this up about asking him if he recalls taking over the show?
1: Sure. Well, we did the interview, and the interview was great. I don't know. You listened to it, I did. I
0: listened to it today on my run.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a really strong interview. Tommy sounds great. He sounds healthy, which is very different than what he sounded like the last time we heard from Tommy. (laughs) You know, he definitely sounded much more coherent and lively and very energized about this band and whatnot. I thought it was a really good interview. It was fun. And it was funny to me that he called Tesla a lounge act. Yeah. He's like,
0: well, you like lounge music. Hey, if that's what you're into, God bless
1: you. Keep listening. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, at the end, after the interview was done, I, um, I said to Tommy, I said, Hey man, You know, if you ever want to come on, come on. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, you don't need an appointment necessarily. Just come on. And if you ever want to take over the show again, you know, by all means, let us know because it it was fun. And he was like, did I do that? And I was like, yeah, not only did you do it, but it was fucking legendary. And then and all of this, this is on this segment that I sent you. But it's just funny because it really was one of the legendary segments or one of the legendary shows and the older CMS guys certainly remember Tommy with the jailbait
0: <laughs> young ladies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have that handy. Uh, I don't. Oh. I should, I should have done some prep.
1: Yeah. No kidding. But- oh, cause this was so, this was, that was funny. And then the whole thing when he was making fun of your name. Yeah. When he was like, well, I see his name is Neely. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Then I, Chris told me his name was Wendell. So I get it.
0: <laughs> good
1: good job, Neely. Good job, Neely. <laughs> <laughs> was too fun. I, he was fantastic. Honestly, I, I mean, dude, that, you know me. I don't remember what we did last week. And I still remember those segments from Tommy from 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. St- it
0: was funny. <laughs> it was very funny. I. I see. The thing is, is I, I, I switched computers. I uh, had to transfer everything over from the old computer, and that right. was that was w- within a group of uh, uh, folders Folder. that I didn't I didn't transfer over. So that's why I don't have it here.
1: Just uh, the, the whole thing with
0: the young ladies, young ladies, <sighs> <Gel bait>. ah! <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he had no idea that he did the show it was so it was it was funny as fuck all right well let's
0: uh let's see what tommy had to say about that all right here we go all
1: right fellas quick and easy dude that was awesome man thank you so much tommy when you gonna it's Chris, right? when, when you gonna host the show again dude that that offer is always on the table man did i ever host it dude not only did you host it but it's one of the most legendary hosting in the history of the show. You, it was you. And, I'll, I'll send it to you. It, it was you and a bunch of your boys that were just kind of hanging out, and you were just. Oh, and you had me. Uh, you had me play, do a playlist. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And you were you were goofing on my partner Wendell's name. You're like Wendell. Now I see why they call you Neely. And you were just. You were you were on. <laughs> you were you were on. Yeah, but wasn't. Wasn't the audio on that
3: not very good? No,
1: the audio was meant to we, we I'll send it to you if you want it. I I have it. But no, yeah, dude. Yes. It, i can send it to Rob Singer wherever you're communicating. Yeah, I would like to hear that cuz that's embarrassing probably. Oh my god, dude,
0: it is so <laughs> it's embarrassing probably. <laughs> that's pretty good. That
1: it's a legendary show it's legendary our fans still talk about it they they talk about you goofing on Neely's name which was hysterical and I'm gonna have, yeah I'll have to hear that that's And cool. and the other thing that you did that's absolutely hysterical is you one of the songs was Aerosmith's Jailbait and you just, you just put on this creepy voice and you were like, oh yeah, jailbait. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you yeah, so I don't remember any of this, dude.
0: Oh my God. I was doing a lot of dope back then,
1: dude. I was doing a lot of dope back then. <laughs> I was doing a lot of dope. Oh,
0: <laughs> that, that's funny. I mean, it's, it's sad, but it's funny. He's the man. He lived through it. He he got to the other side. <laughs> Let me see here. Uh, but, but all right, go oh, here we go.
1: Well, it made for good radio. I'll I will say that. First, yeah. <laughs> there, there's something to be said for for the best creativity happens on drugs. It <laughs> just sometimes, is. And sometimes that's true. Exactly. Well, good luck with it, guys. This will be up. Um probably by Monday. This will be out on our on all of our feeds and whatever. And I'll send you the links, obviously, so that you have okay, it. Okay, cool. Thank you very, very much, Chris. We really appreciate it, man. All right, anytime, dude. Anytime. Even if you guys just want to call in just the bullshit, man, the door's always open, man, anytime you want. That's
3: awesome. Hey, do that. Just, uh, yeah, hey, hey, we're still here.
1: Hey, hey. <laughs> door's <still> open. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, guys.
3: Bye, bye.
1: See you later, Chris. All right, take care, guys
0: so there you go all right <laughs> i don't remember that i was doing a lot of dope
1: doing a lot of dope
0: right <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah that's that's just funny it's just like yeah i, I don't i don't remember doing that i, I don't remember doing a six-hour broadcast <laughs> yeah well you know here here's the thing um i don't think if somebody brought something up to me that that I participated in or, or did or something, I don't think I would ever say, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. I mean, I might've forgot about it, but if somebody were to remind me of something, I would say, oh yeah, I remember doing that, but yeah. boy, just the effects of, of drugs, <laughs> just it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Well, shit happens, I guess so. But Tommy was fantastic, and Skinsuit is an excellent band. I definitely encourage everybody to give that band a
0: listen. We'll, that's a... we'll play some of that after after we talk here a little bit.
1: Okay, because yeah, I'm I'm really digging the record a lot. I'm not just saying it because we're talking about Tommy. I really like this. Unlike Freak Bucket, where we sort of lied and said, yeah,
0: yeah, we love it, Tommy. Yeah, it was it was kind of hit and miss. It was it was definitely it was definitely. Uh, pretty homegrown did you like
1: how he said in the interview that he was pretty embarrassed you know, by it? he
0: just said yeah you know i don't know what i was doing i wasn't a singer those were just kind of for fun it wasn't ser- serious but you know but you know whatever huh? he was kind of, just kind of like uh in a in a place where you know he really didn't have a whole lot going on as far as the mm-hmm. success he had you know being a part of tesla Right, you know, and and I guess you know at that time he had relocated to uh, Florida, and right. you know he's married, living in Florida, and it's like kind of a man, you know, kind of a lost, lost guy. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna do something here, and yeah, whatever, I'll I'll give this a try. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, kinda, yeah. that's kind of where he was, kind of floundering a little bit, I guess. Sure. That was a good interview, and. Must be running. You know, I did that one. You did the, you did the fake LA guns guys. Well, I talked to Steve Riley mm-hmm. and I thought that went pretty well. I actually spoke with him for close to 50 minutes. Okay. Nice. Uh, it was a long interview because, you know, it was more like two old friends catching up. Sure. Cause I've known Steve for about 22 years mm-hmm. and, uh, we, we, uh, you know, we, Talked. I mean, we it was less of a you know question and answer thing. He just pretty much elaborated on uh why he believes that uh he can continue on using the la gun's name. And I and I kind of get it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, regardless of what you think. I mean, obviously, Tracy and Phil are again, and we've talked about this a million times on the show, but you know, the most identifiable, recognizable people in any successful band any band of notoriety it it usually boils down to the singer and the guitarist right and you know again steve is a veteran uh you know rock drummer Mm -hmm. and and he's been around since the mid-70s i you know steve steve's not a young guy i mean he's he's in his mid-60s i believe
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh you know obviously he you know made his made his uh uh uh, notoriety and playing with uh, Blackie and Wasp. Right. And uh, obviously he's been with L.A. Guns since uh, 87, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so he's got a long legacy in the music business. Uh, you know, back when um, John Kay and Steppenwolf uh, had broken up or, or there were versions of Steppenwolf out there, I guess he was in one of the versions. Right. So he's not unfamiliar with having several versions of a band out there even even going back to a late 60s early 70s band such as steppen steppenwolf Mm -hmm. he played with them as well but uh when he he again this just has a lot to do with you and i having familiarity with with the uh musicians sometimes to where they'll be a little more candid and a little bit more open Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and tell you stuff that perhaps they might just not reveal so uh, candidly with just somebody that they really don't know just somebody get, get, right. interviewing them and I thought he opened up pretty well in his interview and talked about his relationship with uh, Phil and how it is that Phil ended up playing with Tracy and you know he he discussed how uh, he and Phil, you know, obviously carried on the L.A. Guns name for so many years, even when Tracy had relaunched a version of L.A. Guns with various singers, right? Which mm-hmm. didn't pan out. I mean, he rejoined up with Jizzy Pearl at one point. He had that Casey, what's his name?
1: case Marty Casey, Marty
0: Casey the was he was like American idol singer or something like that
1: or, or that rock star supernova
0: something like that and then he had even had a girl singer on there
1: at delania
0: yeah so he was out there touring around using the la gun's name for for a while and uh you know Phil somehow uh reconnected with Tracy and you know, I guess Phil had announced to Steve that, Hey, um, I'm going to go out and play some shows with Tracy. And he goes, you're, you're going to do what? And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, we're going to just going to do this for six months. We're just going to go out as Phil Lewis and Tracy guns of LA guns. Mm -hmm. But because those that pairing is so successful because of the most identifiable members of the band um they just decided hey this is working out we're making a few bucks in our pocket let's just call us ellie guns because that's who we are Mm -hmm. and steve basically was left out in the cold like okay phil left and i was waiting for him to come back because he said it was only going to be a six month thing and Now he's not coming back. So now what am I supposed to do? Yeah.
1: I mean, I get it, but again, it always comes back to me to the common sense factor. I understand the legal factor. Yep. But the
0: legal factor is just, it's still fraudulent. In the common sense factor, it's fraudulent. Well, I and I agree. And, and, you know, when I interviewed Kelly Nichols a week or so, about a week ago, mm-hmm. um, he basically was saying, well, you know, we all put in time and we wrote these songs and, you know, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to go out and perform those songs if I wanted to. And, 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 you know, and again, it's just like, well, nobody's preventing you from performing those songs, but you're using the brand. And it's, and so, and he even admitted, he goes, well, dude, I I can't just go out there and start another thing and get people to come see me,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, under Kelly Nichols or, or, you know, whatever they want to call it. So, so again, it it goes back to the whole band versus brand. It's just like, well, well, we have to use something that's recognizable. And obviously the LA guns trademark is, you know, almost 40 years old already, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like, how are we supposed to capitalize if we can't use something recognizable?
1: Yeah. Well, by that logic, you could go out as docking because you sang on sunset superstar. (laughs) yeah, you know, I mean, but
0: I, I know that's a ridiculous point. Yeah, it point, is. But it is, and I agree. And I agree with you.
1: You know, I mean, how many people? How many in the Latin, you said L.A. Guns is about forty years old? Well, right? it, it, they, they they started saw,
0: they started in eighty four. You know, so, technically, they Tracy Tracy started L.A. Guns in like eighty four.
1: Okay, so thirty six years. Yeah, in thirty six years. How many times do you think that this sentence has been uttered? L.A. Guns, isn't that Kelly Nichols' band? No. Has that ever been said? No. Before tonight?
0: No, of course not. And and again, Stop. and as I said, the most recognizable members are typically the singer and the guitarist.
1: Yeah, and, and it goes the same way with, with Steve Riley. L.A. Guns, Steve Riley's band? Nobody's saying that either. That's the whole and that's my whole entire point i understand the legality but it doesn't
0: pass the common sense test i agree but for a money making thing for these guys these musicians yeah. the, the only way that they can get recognized is using that brand
1: yeah so to them they're justifying they're justifying ripping off the fans on some level
0: more or less, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't pass the common sense test of the ordinary fan.
0: Yeah, but but the thing is, it's like, well, if we don't have the name, then nobody's going to book us. Right. That's what it really boils down to. That's why Blotzer's rat experience didn't get no traction until he said, well, you know, I'm going to use the rat name. Yeah.
1: You know, the sad thing is, is I honestly think that, And this is just a personal opinion. I don't have anything to back it up except for one example. I honestly think if these former members did it as the whatever experience, the winger experience, the L.A. Guns experience, the RAD experience, it would catch on, but it wouldn't catch on immediately. Yeah, they'd have have
0: to work it for a while.
1: And that that's really where this comes down
0: to is that these guys don't want to do the work again. Well, that, that part is true. And not only that, but they would have to put out a superior product, a, a show is what I'm trying to say. Not specifically recording, but when people go see that experience, they had better get a really good show. Well,
1: Rat was doing that when they were initially with that Josh Allen singer. Yeah, but and- they were
0: going under the name Rat.
1: Well, but, I mean, they started as rad experience with that, and people were were applauding the shows and saying the shows were good. Yeah. You but, know, and L.A. Guns, the, the Riley version, the the fake version, is, I I, I mean, I like that song. I, I don't hate it. It doesn't sound like L.A. Guns to me, but I don't hate it either. Uh, and I'm assuming the rest of the music I'll probably think is okay to good. And the reaction from M3 was that it was a solid show. So they built they started the foundation of it they could be the LA Guns experience and do it and grow it but it would take a year or two
0: yeah but they and, they want to score the 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 right. uh touring fee Money right yeah away. F- the fee that that a real lineup the the you know the the lineup under that label right. would get
1: Mm-hmm. They should watch the Jason Bonham thing. Jason Bonham has literally created a multi-million dollar a year enterprise. Yeah, but, but uh, he yeah.
0: wasn't part of anything aside from Bonham, which he started.
1: Well, I get that, but it, now he's doing his dad's music, for God's
0: sake. Yeah, but, but they're doing the Led Zeppelin experience. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. But Led Zeppelin doesn't exist.
1: But even if they did, I think the Jason Bonham thing would still sell well. Do you think? yeah
0: but the thing is it's
1: it's a it's a slightly different experience and it pays tribute dude there are there are led zeppelin tribute bands everywhere and they all
0: do well yeah but but see this is the difference with with a jason bonham he's got the he's got the legacy name of john bonham Mm -hmm. he's he's connected to the led zeppelin legacy
1: I'm not trying to say that LA guns experience would be the same as the Bonham experience, but I'm saying it would be the same 2,500 people at the state fair that would go and see Tracy Phil LA guns.
0: Maybe, but I'm not, I'm not really sure. I, you know, and I, and I agree with you to some, to some regard, but when it comes to the Jason Bonham thing, it's, Mm -hmm. it's like there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I'm going to relate this to evil Knievel there. There's, there are other long jumpers out there that do motorcycle jumps, right? There was like Eddie kid. And there was like, um, oh, what was that kid guys? Dad can't remember what his name was. Couple, couple long jumpers that jump buses and cars and things like that. But they uh-huh. didn't have the appeal of Robbie Knievel. Because okay. he had the Knievel name. Was mm-hmm. he better than those guys? Maybe. Were any of those guys better than Robbie? Probably. But but did co- people come see Eddie Kidd or did they come out to see, uh, I can't remember, I'm trying to think of the other kid that tried to jump the Caesars fountains and okay. he, he missed his ramp or whatever. But anyway, uh, the thing is, is that he had the Knievel name.
1: Well, sure. But if, if, let's just say that whoever this this kid guy is, if he would have done the evil Knievel experience and he would have got the same kind of bike and he would have wore the same kind of clothes and walked around with a cane and motherfucked people and, you know, <laughs> did all the crazy stuff and recreated some of that stuff. Yeah. He would have recreated the, the fountain jump and he would have recreated snake can snake river Canyon. Right. And, you know, if, if he would have done that and built the experience, people would have accepted that. Yeah. People as long have, as he people, did it well, as long as he did it well. And that's, that's all I'm saying is that the experience can work as a true tribute. Yeah. It calling the drummer and the bass player
0: of LA guns, la guns is ridiculous well i'm i'm not gonna argue that i agree with that a hundred percent i do and and again you know speaking with steve i i can understand his plight because it was like you know i'm out of work because my singer left sure and it's like am i not supposed to perform anymore uh what, what am i supposed to do
1: i got news for you the answer to that question
0: yes as that band yes yeah that band is no longer valid well here here's the thing what if steve put in put together like three or four other guys and went out as the wasp experience
1: it would or wouldn't be you know i mean but what if me and you put up put together three other guys and called it the wasp experience but we, we weren't we in wasp it, though doesn't matter if we did it well. Dude, how many tribute bands are there out there that have
0: no guys that ever even saw Led Zeppelin? But are they are they filling up uh, you know, uh clubs or or venues?
1: Yeah. Dude, uh, the band Zoso that plays here that's not even a very good Led Zeppelin tribute. Yeah. They sell out the Akron Civic.
0: Right. But Three, you know, four, uh, they have no they have no lineage to Led Zeppelin. Okay, well, let me ask you: If Led Zeppelin were still alive, you know, uh, John Bonham were really? still alive, and Led Zeppelin was still intact and still touring, would they have the same appeal? I say yes. Really? Look, I, do you really uh, believe that? Or or do people go see Zoso because they want to relive the Led Zeppelin experience because it doesn't exist anymore?
1: There are tribute bands. Look at fucking Fake Fest. Fake Fest was
0: out there doing Guns and Roses, doing um, doing Van Halen. Doing- yeah, but, but they had to go out as a package though. They didn't they didn't draw on their own. There there was like uh, six six or seven acts on that. There was a okay. tribute to the Beatles, tribute to ACDC, tribute to Guns and Roses, tribute to Van Halen. You could see it all in one day
1: then let's take it closer to your own
0: heart. Okay. Chicago versus Leonid. But Leonid's not selling out arenas though.
1: But they're still selling two or 3,000 tickets. Yeah,
0: they are playing a club, but, but they aren't, uh, yeah. And they are playing around at club level, but they're not playing like a, you know, like a, a CSU convocation center or something oh, no, like that. No, They're
1: not playing that, but I guarantee you they're making 75, a hundred thousand dollars a night.
0: I, uh, yeah, again, I have no idea, but yes, you know they, they're, they're, opinions? yeah, well, they're, they are doing well as a tribute act, but they are doing it because they're doing it well.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's my point. They're not calling themselves Chicago Two, nope. Or Illinois, you know, they're calling themselves Leonid for God's sake, Yeah, sakes.
0: Leonid and friends, a, a yeah. tribute to Chicago.
1: Yeah. They're doing the Chicago experience. They do it Well, and it sells. Yeah.
0: And, because, unfor- and unfortunately, because I've seen it, they play better than what is considered Chicago today.
1: Dude, you don't think a really good Kiss tribute band that went out as the Kiss Experience would do phenomenally well if they really went all out, did the Pyro, did the Risers, did all that shit. Yeah, if they if they
0: kicked gonna... the uh, the Kiss band off the stage, yeah, I think they would probably do well.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they
0: if they if they had a reputation, and you know they were getting rave reviews and say, man, you yeah. got to see these guys. It's like living 1974 Kiss again.
1: Or or a really good, and again, you got to do the biggest bands, but do, you don't think that a really really good ACDC band that does the whole thing with the cannons and with the, you know, with the, the pyro and the, you know, the lights and the, you know, the whole, the blow up doll of the, the devil guy and all that shit. You know, you don't think that if they did that, that they would do enough money to live, to make a, and that's all I'm trying to say is
0: to make a comfortable living. Yeah.
1: Yes. They don't have to call themselves ACDC to make a comfortable living. They could be called thunderstruck
0: or airborne
1: or air. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I do, man. Know, what, I, I do know what you're saying. I, I get it. Believe me. I there, get it. There's a band here in Cleveland
1: called, um, wish you were here. That's the, the, um, pink Floyd, pink Floyd tribute. Yeah. And they're amazing. I mean, they're, I've seen their show a few times and they are as good as pink Floyd was in pink Floyd's day. In in the seventies, they're they're that good, and they draw big numbers. Well, and again, but
0: again, Pink Floyd doesn't exist anymore.
1: No, but they've but they've been around during some of the Pink Floyd time. They've they, you know they didn't stop doing shows when Roger Waters went on a two year tour of the Wall. They kept playing shows and they kept selling two, three, four thousand tickets every single time. Right. And they have nobody that's in the band that was a roadie for Pink Floyd or was in Pink Floyd or you know played the triangle on one of the songs or something. They 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 just do it well. They have the little screen and it lights up and it does the lasers. And yeah. Well,
0: Pink but but around. but that is the whole thing. Is is if you're if you're going to go out there as a tribute to any band, you have you have to really excel at it. To where people walk away from that saying man that's just as good as if not better than seeing the original
1: mm-hmm. and no chat room i understand that they can't just go do it with and use the name i understand that there, there, i understand that there's legalities involved dumbass <laughs>
0: <laughs> well led, led zeppelin 2 is able to use led zeppelin in their name but they're led yeah. zeppelin 2
1: They're Led Zeppelin too. And I don't think they have any association to Led Zeppelin either. Mm -hmm. They just asked if they could use the name. True. (laughs) So, I mean, it's doable. On some
0: level, it's doable. But it does take work.
1: Yeah, well, and, and it takes time. Yeah. The unique thing is if you put in that time, if you put in that year, year and a half, and it takes off, then you have it forever. Then the other band can never fuck you out of it. True. That's where these guys are going to get are going to get fucked right in the ass. They're going to put out this record and you know what's going to happen? It's going to get stalled and it's going to get stuck in in um you know, in litigation. Everything's going to be a problem. You know, touring's going to be a problem. They're going to get cease and desist notices at every show that they try to play. It's going to be a hassle. And it's going to be stupid. It's a it's a hassle for how much money? For little dollars now. It's it's dumb.
2: I
0: agree. Hail and kill caller, you're on the air.
2: Okay. First of all, who owns who owns the LA guns name?
0: Well, from what I understand, Steve and Tracy own it fifty fifty. Okay.
2: All right. So well if that's if that's the case, then Steve
0: Riley can legally do this. Well, but again, if, if, Chris's point was it's not the legality of it, it's the common sense of it. We we Steve knows yeah, but, Steve knows legally he can do it. Tracy and Phil know legally they can do it, but that doesn't mean that the fans are going to get what they consider LA guns, which as I've said several times Nine times out of ten, it always boils down to the original singer and the guitarist.
2: No, no, I, I get that, but the, the question—some the, questions I've got. I mean, I, I've got LA Guns as catalog, but who who wrote the songs? Who are the guys that wrote? The well,
0: songs? in the original lineup, Kelly Nichols wrote some. Steve wrote some. Phil Tracy. Everybody kind of contributed to the songs. You know, okay, cool. but but all- during but during the time that Phil and Steve had the had the name for the longest time, and they had uh, Stacy Blades as the guitarist for a long time, and they had uh, uh, Adam Hamilton in the band, and various other players that they had in the band. Uh, I think that they all contributed, but I would say that probably uh, Phil and Steve probably Phil mostly, probably wrote mo- most of the songs during that era?
2: Well, I mean, can't you see, though, that, I mean, I, I agree with what Chris is saying, but they're taking this to court. I mean, firstly, a little while ago, I heard somebody from L.A. Guns a, a couple of years ago or somebody saying that it might even, even have been Phil Saying, oh, they don't want to sue anybody in the band, and and they didn't when the, when all that stuff was happening with Tracy, they didn't take it to court, yada yada yada. But but all the all the court's going to care about is what, notwithstanding what Chris said, but all the court's going to care about is what legally can be done. So so the court's going to say, well, um, you can do this and you can do this too. They don't. You know they'll they'll say the same thing to to both parties because it's it's different from the Bobby Blotzer thing because Bobby Blotzer had no rights to the name Rat at all. You like to see well, that,
1: that, that's, that's true. I mean Blotzer, Blotzer was wrong and 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 I get that part. The problem though is you're I think you're missing my point, Tim. Which is I don't care what the legal is as a fan. I, I'm never. I don't care who the band is, I'm never going to look at it and say, well, they're the rightful band because the, some courtroom said so. I'm going to look at it and say, no singer, no guitar player,
2: no band. Period. I, 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 I agree with you, Chris, but legally that's the way it's going to shake out. And, and because I, there, and there, I there get will that, be. A,
1: but that's the exact point that I said, Tim. Are you listening? That's the point that yeah. I said. When I said They've justified to themselves That it's okay to rip the fans off Because Yeah legally they can do it But in the real world In the way fans see it It's a ripoff. In the way the fans see it You are going to have fans that are going to go Every single night to see L.A. Guns And they're going to see Steve Riley Kelly Nichols and a bunch of other dudes And be like Who the fuck is this this is not LA guns.
2: Yeah, I, I understand, but it's just I mean, I, I I think the whole thing's gonna be caught between a rock and a hard place, though. Anyway, well uh, I don't it kill. Is, <laughs> Yeah, go. Sorry.
1: It is it is between you're a rock gonna... and a hard place. You know, the 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 uni- the unique thing and it plays into a question that the chat room said about is it is it financially viable for them to have two different bands versus get versus just dealing with each other? And to be honest, I think they're completely in that rock and a hard place. Place, no, it's not viable to have two bands financially. And to be honest, I don't think it's viable to have one band making a little bit more money, but not enough money to deal with an asshole that you hate.
2: I mean, I just, I'll, I'll hang up on this. But you and I had this discussion. Like, La Guns was never really that big anyway to begin yeah. with.
1: Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, they had a few hits. They they had several hits, but, you know, not that much.
0: Yep. All right. Highly kill. (laughs) There goes our Australian rockologist.
1: Yeah. He's trying to find out.
0: All right. Well, you sent this thing over where it says message to Tracy guns. Yeah. Somebody, somebody did a cameo. I don't even
1: know who this guy is. I guess he's some sort of right-wing guy okay and, and as you're well aware tracy's as hard left a lefty as you could be
0: oh yeah tracy is a big lefty he's a bernie yeah. bro
1: yeah so this is some right-wing guys doing a cameo message to tracy
0: now what does that mean a cameo message
1: cameo is this thing where people that feel like they're celebrities on some level. And some of them are real celebrities like the Chris Hansen video that I got. Yeah. Yeah. That was through cameo. Now, now who,
0: who, there. who is this guy?
1: I don't know. I I'm assuming he's some YouTube influencer or something. Some, some right wing guy. I don't, I don't know who he
0: is. Okay. So he, I, I he, he might sure. be, he might be like a Mark Levin or something.
1: I don't think he's one of them guys. I think he's one of these real fringy guys. Okay. I think he's a much more fringe right wing, you know, let's shoot up the government guys. (laughs) All right. He's a real hard, even, even the video of him is, you know, MAGA hat on big Trump poster behind him, you know, guns, you know, he's, he's really over, over, over pushing his right wing isms. But, it, but the video itself is pretty funny. He says some funny stuff.
0: So he's a constitutional American.
1: Oh, yeah. I would say.
0: All right. So why does that make him right wing?
1: Because all of his views are from the right side. He has no views that that would ever be lefty.
0: Okay. But my point is, is if he if his views are constitutional views, what makes that a right wing view?
1: Because
0: lefties don't believe in the constitution all right so is that a right-wing view or is that just a constitutional view well okay picky Pete. I, i'm just asking the question i don't know what this is because i haven't played it so i'm just asking yeah, you you've seen it you heard it you... He's right he's definitely far far
1: right okay he's far left he's the far He's the the pendulum on the other side. (laughs) So the pendulum swings the other way (laughs) swing the other (laughs) way.
0: All right. So here's some guy sending Tracy guns a message. Yes. All right, here we go.
3: This message goes out to a real beta male cuck named Tracy guns. You know, Tracy, I just seen on Fox news that, You're in some kind of little wannabe rock band called L.A. Guns, and that pisses me off.
0: Well, wait a minute. He saw this on Fox News? Apparently he did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. He's in some
3: little... He's a beta male? (laughs) All right. Not so much the guns part, but the... L.A. part. That town ain't nothing but a bunch of damn Democrats, but I digest. I went ahead and listened to your little. Meat.
0: I digest or I digress.
3: <laughs> Did he mean I
0: digress? I think so. All right. <laughs> well, he sounds like a good old Southern boy. Yeah. Sounds like he might be from Kentucky or something or down Tennessee. I think he might've pissed in a car. <laughs>
3: All right. Music. Music. After all, it wasn't hard to find. All I had to say was, Alexa, play shitty music. And there you were, messing up with every strum. It made me want to rip and tear the goddamn headphones off. They had to take the pencils off my desk just so I wouldn't shove them in my ear. And I listened to your new song, too. And quite frankly, I never heard the old stuff before. But I know I like it better than your new shit. What was that song called, Let You Down? if you weren't lying and I went ahead and listened to the whole album, the missing piece, or as I like to call it, the soundtrack to Guantanamo Bay. Cause that thing came on and I just started confessing the crimes. I never even committed. And to. <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: Well, I, I happen to like the missing piece and I happen to like Tracy as a person. I don't agree with his politics, but. You know, I've known Tracy for as long as I've known Steve about 22 years and I've always got along with him fine. So I don't know. And I, I, guess I'm a constitutionalist. I'm a right winger, Yeah, but I still like Tracy as a person, but, but I digest. Yeah. You digest. All right.
3: LA gun just sounds like a great value version of brides of destruction. And I know what you're thinking. How does my band sound like a shittier version of a band I was in a long time ago? Well, I'm asking you the same question, Tracy. I bet it's the rhythm guitar. And what's this I heard about you living in Denmark? That's about the most un-American thing you can be. You traitor. You Judas. You Benedict Arnold. But today, me and that other beta male cuck Ace Von Johnson are raising our emotional support beers to you. We're just asking you to put the guitar down, Tracy. The world would be better off if you did. So here's to you, Tracy, from Ace Von Johnson. Now get off my property.
0: Okay. (laughs) I happen to think Tracy's a really good guitarist. Come on. Wow, that's funny. (laughs) I like the whole (laughs) Price of Destruction shit. I know. <laughs> Ace von Johnson. Yeah, I think this guy knows a little more about the music than what he pretends he knows. Well, Ace
1: von Johnson is in la Guns, isn't he? I've just I was, maybe Ace paid for this guy to do this rant. Maybe. I mean, I don't know the specifics of it. I just know it was cameo and Tracy posted it and was like, what the
0: fuck? Okay. It says that, uh, he's lead guitarist in faster pussy cat, but he's a rhythm guitarist in Ellie guns.
1: Yeah. He's in the band somehow. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, whoever this dude was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this could have been a goof. It, it may have been a goof. Whether it's a goof or not, it's funny. Yeah, it is all right fair enough
1: so there you have it tracy on call you know being being put on the on the what do they call that now the on alert or whatever
0: yeah he's been put on on blast
1: yeah on blast that's it
0: yeah tracy's been put on blast by this guy yeah i don't speak millennial so i don't know he must uh, he must be shaking in his boots Mm -hmm. after hearing (laughs) that well, he posted it on his own Facebook. So. All right. Well, it must have been a goof. Yeah, Or at least he thought it was funny. Yeah. I, I guarantee you it was a goof. I'm sure it was. All right. Well, since uh, we talked about uh, Tommy Schio in and uh, Skin Suit at the beginning of the uh, segment here, why don't mm-hmm. you pick a tune from this uh, disc?
1: I'm going with Bebe. Okay. Bebe.
0: Bebe. All a good right. tune. all right well if you haven't heard it yet uh tommy skio formerly a tesla has put out a uh has a project side project i guess uh called skin skin suit yeah and where can they get this chris i know you said it on the interview and all but where where can people get this in case skin they're interested
1: music.com or something. just look up skin suit on google i think it's
0: i think it's skin suit music
1: yeah yeah, Somewhere out there. Just look up Skin Suit. You'll find it. Lord knows, just be careful what you click. <laughs> All
0: right. All right. Well, here's something from Skin Suit. And this is called Baby, exclusively here on your classic metal show.